you know, 21, that's a... Yeah, he's in the right age. He's trying so much pass. time to get into skincare. And... Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we are tricking y'all. Today we have LaChina Robinson on, a WNBA analyst and host of the podcast called Huge Fan, where she talks with celebrities about their sports fandom. We chat with LaChina about WNBA playoffs and some recent NBA news that I'm a little sad about, but it's okay. Um, speaking of other NBA news, some NBA jerseys leaked, and you want to know why they suck? Check out an old Spinsters episode by Alex Wong where we talk about NBA jerseys and why they could be way cooler. Before we get into today's episode with LaChina, this episode is brought to you by doTERRA. doTERRA's deep blue stick provides targeted, natural, and reliable relief without synthetic ingredients. Learn more at doTERRA.com spinsters. Wish your team could find some next level talent. When your business needs someone with the right skills fast, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash spinsters. Offer good for a limited time. Well, and that's what I was thinking too about just like playing. I was thinking about WNBA players actually just at a high level playing while cramping and then if your whole team like sinks together, because that's also what happened. Wonder if it's those that single elimination game from the playoffs last year. You guys are all synced. Bad day. Everybody's cramping, and you lose. Like you should file to get a redo just for that reason alone. That doesn't With seem Adam fair. Silver. I want Adam <laughs> Silver to have to take that meeting where we're like, "Have you ever considered that everyone might be on their period, Adam?" Or, or you're like, why is she throwing the ball at me so hard? You know, like all like the and then that carries over into the game. And it actually to me, I put, I feel like I played my best basketball like around that time of the month mm. because I mm. was just more aggressive Intense. for some yeah, reason. Yeah. Imagine that. I know, right? Just want to fight everybody, and then you just yeah, you feel better. You drop thirty on them. Yeah, yeah. I could no, see that, that too. Make sense. Um, Harry, I promise it's the end of the period talk after this, but I have like a very, like a beta, you know how it's like, oh, when all these girls get together, blah, 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 they do sync up, but mine is never the alpha. So the other thing for me is like, if I, Mm. if I'm going on a trip and I'm seeing my friends and one of them has their period, I'm getting my period. I'm just a little (laughs) bitch beta period. Like it's literally syncs with everyone. I just keep getting it. That's my complaint right now this is not scheduled this is not in our regularly <laughs> scheduled programming um also as sierra just mentioned in the newest flagrant sylvia fowles was interviewed for a piece about periods by katie heindel i read yes. that it was fantastic mm-hmm. yes everyone by flagrant she um okay let's go to WNBA playoffs okay so the semifinals are set they kick off on sunday both games and we talked about this last episode, but what what are your thoughts on Ace's Storm? Uh, it's going to be a dog fight, man. It's going to be <laughs> a dog fight. Like I, this could be, you know, the best series I've covered in my time um, in media, you know, with the WNBA was by far Sparks Links 
right? So 2016, 2017, everybody's glued in. You've got, you know, Maya and Sylvia and Candace and, you know, NECA. And it was just like this intense, and it was in the finals, right? So it's a little different. Mm -hmm. But this series could rival that in terms of the level of play, the excitement, the star power, the storylines. Um, there's just so, there's so much. And I say that just coming off of having called the Washington Seattle series. And I was like, this is, this is amazing. You know, yeah. like uh, with Elena Deladon putting on the performance she did in game one, you're just like, this is prime time back. Like give me seven games of this and I will be fat and happy and die. Um, so I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be amazing. It'll go five for sure. There's a lot to unpack. So definitely. I love that with the sparks and link series, like there was a rival that came out of those. Like Mm -hmm. we looked forward to them matching up every year. And I hope that's what happens with this Seattle and Vegas. I think the Vegas team, if they stay together, they could be in this position for many more years. And I know Seattle team, I know Matt was talking about how Stewie might go to New York next year. He was starting those rumors. But if they stay together, like this could be a great rivalry that has number one picks, star power, all of it that I hope comes from this first one because it's Sunday can't get here fast enough. I'm so excited. I know. What do you guys think about the series? Who do you have coming out? Well, I came out really bold and then immediately retracted, but I'm <laughs> sticking with it. I, I just feel like it's going to be the Aces. I'm a really big Sue Bird fan, um, but I just feel like they have more upfront ability to dismantle a defense. And then we got on the podcast uh, on Tuesday and there were a million counters thrown at that that I actually think made complete and total sense and are now in my notes app. <laughs> so, and I've made some official bets that are against my informal podcast bet. Um, so I'm divided. Instinct was aces, but again, my instinct um, I think means little to nothing. So, <laughs> Jordan? <laughs> well, okay. I'm also going aces. Okay. Um, I think it's – I just believe it's their year. Like, it has to be their year. I said it before. I'll say it again. Whoever wins this series is going to win the championship. I think that's clear. That's what I believe. And the way that Asia is playing, the way that Chelsea Gray is playing, Kelsey Plum, like, we talk about how Connecticut isn't playing well at the right time. The Aces are playing amazing at the right time. And they have to keep – keep it going and I think they could they have all the pieces they have a belief system with Becky Hammond that is powering them um Asia is my MVP so I think that the Aces win it all and they win the series I'm overconfident I'm way overconfident in the Aces yeah but you make me more confident (laughs) I like hearing that (laughs) yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting you know I think the thing that concerns me about Vegas was they kind of let Phoenix. I didn't like their defense against Phoenix and stretches, you know, like I would have been pleased had they come out and just, and God knows Phoenix has been through a lot. Right. But like, just come out and boom, take them, take them out of the misery, send them back to the desert. 
and it just took them a little while and yeah the score you know you know got it was run up over time and they ended up winning big but having watched this Seattle team up close and kind of now that they found their new chemistry with Gabby Williams hitting shots and mm-hmm. you know Tina Charles starting to figure out and Jewel just going crazy like let's not forget Jewel just went crazy on this very Vegas team to end the season as did Chelsea Gray who was just nasty like they both like Vegas's defense has to be locked in that's my only concern um because Seattle's defense definitely won them the Mystics series in stretches. Like, yeah, they had to hit shots, and that was great too. But I, I saw them win games with their defense. So if they can rely on both ends of the floor and Vegas doesn't, like, really keep their defense consistently high, they could be in trouble. I I, I do believe that because Seattle, their ability to, like, put so much pressure on you with the way they run their offense with their screening action and how well they move. And I mean, it's going to be nothing like what we saw from Phoenix was just kind of sweep and go. Let's get to the rim, set a little screen, boom, boom, like easy stuff. Mm-hmm. Seattle's like screen, back screen, slip, read, cut, duck, you know, gotta be sharp. Gotta be sharp. Do you think it was Vegas's empathy for everything that the Phoenix <laughs> has gone through. <laughs> and that's why they were like, you know, we'll just wait till the second half. They've yeah. been through enough. We don't want to embarrass them right you away. Know, that that would be admirable if that was the case. <laughs> um, I, I think I would accept that as an excuse. Um, <laughs> so I'm open. I'm open to the possibility. I like that, Jordan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we will talk about Chet and about Patrick Beverly. I love how I feel after a good workout. I feel strong, confident, and motivated. But your girl ain't young anymore. Those sore joints and muscles sometimes weigh me down and keep me from reaching my fitness goals. That's why I use the doTERRA Deep Blue Stick. It provides targeted, natural, and reliable relief without synthetic ingredients. Learn more at doTERRA.com slash Finsters. That's D-O-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Finsters. Wish your team could find some next level talent? When your business needs someone with the right skills fast, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is it makes hiring easy, all in one place. For example, the assessments. Indeed helps star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking, all the way to coding. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posts at indeed.com slash spinsters. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash spinsters. Indeed.com slash spinsters. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're back. I'm just going to read this from ESPN. This is about Chet. 
Oklahoma Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder rookie Chet Holmgren will miss the 2022-2023 season because of a Liz Frank injury to his right foot. The team announced, announced Thursday. Holmgren, the number two pick in the NBA draft, suffered the injury early in the crossover pro-am event while defending LeBron on a fast break. There's actually a video if you go online and want to see it. A little Googling will tell you that the Liz Frank joint is the spot right on top of your foot where the metatarsal bones, which are the one, the bridges that connect to your toes, connect to the rest of your foot. So this is a complicated area of your foot. Um, that's a direct quote from Cleveland Clinic, which is the first one that popped up when I Googled it. Um, but it says that there are many bones, ligaments, and tendons all coming together right in this area. And it is a messy thing to hurt athletic history-wise. But all of the ones that I can remember um, were actually football players. This is what yeah. Le'Veon Bell endured in 2013. Julio Jones. The good news is those are the first two that came to mind, but those are also Julio had great seasons after this. Le'Veon obviously recovered from it. But if you look overall, the recoveries from this injury are actually pretty sad. And those are kind of more of exceptions. I wouldn't say it's a rule that you don't do well after injuring something like this. But when we even flip it back to basketball and go more general about the foot, you don't, the taller you are and your foot being injured, it just is kind of enters into like a dangerous zone. However, typically that's because we think of guys like Joel who are have larger physical frames and the entire, if you want to say quote unquote issue, let's just say debate with Chet is that he is actually quite small in frame. Um, so I don't know how to feel about any of that. Obviously, I just Googled in Cleveland clinics, you know, supplied that I'm not going to pretend to anticipate how he's going to recover. But what we do know is he ruptured his tendon. It was not a fracture. He's going to miss the entire season and he's going to have surgery. That's where my knowledge runs out, but rupture does sound worse sounds than fracture. Rupture sounds a little bit too much like rapture. <laughs> and anytime we get close to biblical, I'm like, that's a bad injury. So <laughs> I feel really, really, really horrible for Chet. I don't necessarily feel as horrible for the Thunder. I feel like they're trying, they've been trying the last two years on purpose to be like really, really slow down everything. And I don't even think that this is the year Sam Presti wanted to like fully unleash everybody. But I feel awful for Chet. I feel awful for SGA. Um, I I don't, this year kind of feels like it's going to be another more of the same for them. So hopefully Chet just, the good news is it seems like he's going to get a lot of time to recover because they are the Sixers in 2000. What year would this be for them? 13? A number of them. Yeah. Right. But no, but without, without, the threat of Colangelo coming in. Like, people are happy with the Thunder doing this, so, or the league, it seems like it's fine. So, hmm. that's my research. <laughs> Great research. Um, I I was trying to Google his shoe size to kind of give an, a depiction of, like, because I look at mm. my foot, and I'm like, that's not a lot of space for something to, to happen, but I guess right. for his, it's not. My question is, is this going to shut down NBA players playing in pro-am leagues in the summer? Might. Might. A lot of the reports were like, 
it, you almost could see the reporter being fed this information from the league because a lot of the reports were like, this had nothing to do with the conditions of the court. And you're like, what? I didn't even ask about that. And then you Google the conditions <laughs> of the court and it turns out that they had to stop the game because it was so wet. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I look, the thing is, what you see in these reports are you see the game, then you see the conditions of the game, which they're claiming have nothing to do with it but apparently weren't the best, right? You wouldn't play pickup on a slippery court. And then the other half of it is they point out how much insurance the team gets for this. When your player, when a player like this misses this much of the season, they get 80% insurance back on him. So he, because it's pro-am, which is NBA, uh, endorse isn't the right word, but like is under the umbrella, I guess is a good way to say it, or the extension. He'll still get paid all of his money. It's not like he you know, bold or whatever, and is has mm. something that happened outside of it. But the team also gets insurance back. So that's kind of also indicates how serious this is. But like you said, Jordan, I don't know, because people are being extremely, like a little bit weirdly proactive saying, no, it wasn't the court's fault. Okay, well, he was still playing in what is essentially an extracurricular. And it's so serious that the team has insurance on something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe Kevin Durant had a Liz Frank injury, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I also oh, know I also know that Alicia Alicia Clark, that's the injury she just had, who returned mm. to the Washington Mystics. So I know a couple of players. Um, obviously KD turned out okay. I don't know if his was a rupture or a fracture. Is that com- is that popping up? It it is yeah. It looks like his was a fracture. Just from the I'm gonna read more, but yeah, because I yeah. believe sometimes a fracture is better than a rupture, only because it's like the clean break makes it a little bit easier to repair. Mm. But I don't know. Trust me, I have no medical background. Whatsoever. <laughs> less biblical, but, yeah. But it sounds less biblical. It's better. Yeah. <laughs> But um, it it has to be encouraging, at least that, you know, Katie had an injury to this specific part of the body, even though every injury is different. Kevin is obviously also pretty much a seven footer, Um, similar frame, you know, thin frame. Um, You know, I I would hope that they would call whoever repaired his up for Chet to kind of see how that went. Um, But I do think that. You know, the pro-am thing is so cool. Like, I, w- I would hate that if I know. they started to to take that away. I mean, what they should do, in all honesty, is, hey, let's put some money into making the- sure these facilities are ready for this opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. I was in Seattle that day and actually at that venue because what they, what they failed to tell us was that the Storm and the Mystics were practicing on a court in the basement where this Pro-Am event was happening upstairs. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we pull up and there are so many people, crowds, police, everything. And I'm like, oh, great. All this is here to see Stewie practice, like, in Deladon. <laughs> not not quite. Um, and so it was crazy. But the community, the impact that those games have on the community when those guys come through is like, you know, we all know that in underserved neighborhoods, many of those kids will never have a ticket to go watch LeBron play, you know, and 
just to have that chance and have him come there and just bring that type of energy and that experience like that's that's something that's needed that's old Rucker Park like you Mm -hmm. know like those are we had Roz sitting there who's from New York so we had Roz Epiphany Prince I think Epiphany may be from Roz I think is from Queens I think Tina's from Queens Sue is from from Syosset, but thinks she's from Queens. And I think Epiphany <laughs> is from maybe from Brooklyn. So they're all like, are y'all going to the, they're all punk. Cause they're, they're like, this is what we do in our neighborhoods. Like this is old Rucker Park. Like this is what, you know, this is what it's about. And they're all pumped and excited. Kind of took them back to their experiences in New York. And I just, I love that environment. I think it's so cool when that happens. Um, and I hope that instead of taking it away, they just find a better way to have it so that you know the courts or facilities like come in and upgrade the facility that would be great for the community you know Mm -hmm. like nba come by and throw some money into this community for these guys to come and play so it's more safe and then everybody wins because when they leave we got a better gym yes exactly yeah and that's what they were saying too for specifically for seattle because a lot of people were like you know we don't have an nba team out here you're going to be able to see how the appetite for basketball and this was like the arena to do that and I think that's where um you know the crossover event was kind of like okay we're gonna put it on we're gonna show Seattle basketball this is what it is and then for it to be cut short because of a court issue because of and then it's like water on the court I don't even know if it was raining probably it was Seattle it's raining all the time but I, that was kind of broke my heart because I was like, man, this could have showed all of those kids that were sleeping overnight to see their favorite NBA players come. Mm-hmm. This could have showed off like how much Seattle loves their basketball. We see it in the W all the time because the Storm Arena is always packed and they love their Sue Bird. But from an NBA standpoint, they were hoping that this could be their their chance. And if they would have been able to throw some money at it or have it in a really sophisticated arena or still not charging anything, that could have showed it off. But it it's kind of it's a bummer. In LA we have the Drew League. It's the be- it's what people look forward to every single summer. Like it is the best <clears throat> thing to go to and experience. So to take NBA players out of that. I don't even know what the city might riot. Like we would be so upset. We love our basketball. We love our Drew League. So I hope it doesn't take away, get taken away too. Yeah, we have a AEBL, I think is the name of it here in Atlanta, which is another like pro-am league. And Kyrie Irving was here last summer and like some guys, you know, Lou Will, of course, ATL, Lemon Pepper Wings. <laughs> um, he, he'll he'll come, you know, play in that that league as well. So yeah, you hope it doesn't change. But if they need to see the appetite, Climate Pledge Arena was rocking. Like right. that place was right. on fire. So that's all you need to see. Basketball mm-hmm. is basketball. Right. Or just look at the Reddit threads. People are still, um, you know, I mean, people have still not stopped talking about the team since it left. But yeah. that's you're so right because my first instinct is like, why are you putting players in a bad? position but then things should be like this is a good thing you see the benefit in it do something that's good for two parties and make this an extremely hospitable player place for players to get a game in get a tournament in and then leave it for the community there you go check check so yeah that definitely um i hope and you know this has happened before 
they're just playing basketball. So it's not like you're putting, you can't protect them. You can't bubble wrap them in the off season. This is a good thing. It's basketball. They're not, you know, all of a sudden like playing uh, charity football games, you know, that are like NFL level contact. But I do think you need to mitigate the risk. Um, You know, just don't make the court wet. (laughs) That's not too much to ask. Can we say this too? Mm-hmm. Chet, why are you trying to defend LeBron on the break? <laughs> yeah, like no one hits. Like no one does that. Like everyone <laughs> knows you're going to get hurt. You're either going to get hurt because I was. I don't know. I didn't see exactly what happened with him, but you know, you're going to get your feelings hurt, your body hurt. <laughs> Something's going to get hurt. Something's going to get hurt. You know, like move out the way. Yeah, just leave. When Braun comes through, just let him. The the other thing that uh, truly (laughs) the other thing I was like, well, kind of like the best possible way, like at least you weren't it wasn't guarding a player that it it doesn't appear to be contact. I'll send you guys a video. At least it's like, you know, LeBron. You can say your first injury kind of came from LeBron. But yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. (laughs) That's true. Um, The other thing about these kind of events is that I have said it before. I love crossover content. The Disney Channel stuff from when we were younger. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Mm. When they would go to That's So Raven. I always love crossover content. If the All-Star Game was just a little bit better, it would be my favorite night of the year (laughs) to see these players just interacting in a way that is not the way we usually see them because there is a clip of chet and lebron laughing before this happened and i was like oh that's just cool like that must be so cool for chet um to be able to do and that's cool for people to witness in the stands like you have that story always of what happened at these games um that isn't necessarily like something you can find on youtube Mm -hmm. and yeah like it just adds to the myth building so in it are inherently so many good things, but you just have to make this a an environment where you're protecting your players. For sure. So yeah. yeah. Can yep. so I I wanna zone in a little bit more on the actual block because Legina, I, I was thinking the same thing. You may I, send it to you guys? I I found myself yeah, as you as you send it, I found myself being feeling bad for Chet, right? Because you're a 19-year-old kid, LeBron James, is going uh, uh, for a, like a layup or whatever. It was a turnover. It was a quick play. The general unwritten rule of these Pro-Am games is like, you just let him dunk it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, we're nobody. Let's not, you know. But he went and tried to tried to challenge him. Like, he, he sprinted oh, to get into place. Yeah. Oh, and, hang and, on. I'll send it to you. And oh, no. It, it's one of those. And at first, you're like, don't do that. Why would you? <laughs> what are you doing? It's It's... You're not only are you breaking an unwritten rule, but you're going up against the most athletic person on the planet and you are a string bean. But then I started thinking, it's like, you're 19. This is, you are unproven. Everybody thinks that you're this soft, fake shot blocker that only worked in college and your shit's not going to fly in the NBA. You're telling me that the first time you can contest an NBA player, you're going to let him dunk it. Like I sort of see okay. that that's, that's you're in a tricky spot there, and that's he, a really good point. He he picked wrong clearly, but it, it's <laughs> I was <laughs> I, I'm empathetic. <laughs> like what do you, that sucks, you know? No, it's so true because he when it was rumored that he was going number one, everyone was like, "This man is so fucking skinny." Like yeah. that's all they could say. Like and basically just 
implying all of this weakness on him that he would never be powerful he would never be deserving of that spot like don't make a mistake it's looking you right in the eye so yeah if you're feeling like everyone is calling you weak and it's not just fans of whatever teams are drafting him the actual teams like he was chosen second overall so you have to pick a that you deserve it b that everyone should have wanted you in the first place i get it I get when you say it like that, I totally get it. Um, but I do think that there was probably a freeze frame where he's like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to prove it. And then he's like in, in the air and like the higher he's getting, he's like, oh, what the fuck? Did I do? You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, I just watched it. And Harry, I think the key, like you started off strong until <laughs> you, you hit the stretch and you said the first chance that he gets to block an NBA player. It wasn't an NBA player. It was it was the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not just any. And I think time and place. Like this is a pro am still. Yeah. We're not we're not trying to do this. This could have been even if he did block him. It's like ah, oh, it's a pro am. Like if you're what? a LeBron fan, you're like ah, he wasn't really going that hard. Like it's not that big of a deal. I and I think too, just as much as people were saying it wasn't the court. So many reports I saw, it wasn't his frame. It wasn't because of how skinny he was mm. that this injury happened. Just want to throw that out there because that's that's what we talk about when we think of Chet all the yeah, time. Yeah, we don't know. Like the thing is, we don't <laughs> yeah. we don't know. We genuinely yeah. don't know. None of us could say like if there's a little bit of condensation on a court, even an NBA court, they're so vigilant about it. They literally have people assigned with towels who risk their lives getting on the court hoping there's not a fast break because the slightest chance of condensation, anything could create an injury. So like you're saying, we don't know that. We don't know what particularly could happen in his body. Like, you know, we feel injuries all the time and the only person who feels it is us. So I, that's a great point too, Jordan. Um, but he does yes. look like, he does look like, he. I just watched it and it does look like Braun bodied him. Mm. And he landed awkwardly because Braun bodied him. <laughs> I'm just, uh, that's just on observation, but mm -hmm. I digress. No. The other thing away. that, the other, yeah, Jordan's like, mm. the other Running. thing that we, when we say protect your players, like make sure these courts are good. This is a great thing for the community. All of those things. The other thing you have to do to protect your player is sit down with these younger players who might have that inclination to prove something. Because if you're a coaching staff, you've either been there before or you've seen it before. Mm -hmm. Sit them down. Say, don't. you'll be on 82. <laughs> God willing, televised games, you know, <laughs> even if it's league pass, you will have your chance. This is for fun because there's always that guy. And when you're the younger person who has been, you know, doubted or analyzed just because of your body, how you look, etc., you're going to want to prove it. He is 19 years old. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah, part of the other preparation should be sitting them down and being like, don't. Look, there's going to be a moment where LeBron James gets the ball <laughs> and runs out ahead of everyone else. <laughs> don't, don't follow do him. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Who needs to prove it is the normal guys, the guys who work in nine to five jobs that get to go against LeBron James on their off day and right. they can say that they scored on LeBron James or they blocked LeBron James. That's who's going to relive the highlight over and over and can tell everybody. Chet. You will have other times. You're going to play LeBron multiple times. You've already made it. But the normal guys that are like, this is my chance. I'm going to be able to show why I'm great. 
you can try to prove it. Don't that, get it hurt. No that normal hurt. guy tore his Achilles just sprinting down <laughs> to try to defend LeBron. So he has no shot. <laughs> no shot. Zero. Oh my God. Yeah. Listen, the, when, um, when uh, OKC drafts Bronny Jr. in two years, you're going to be able to play with Bron every year. There you, you know, go. Right. You're be warming up yeah. with him. <laughs> There you go. That's Harry. a part of the plan. They're tanking. There was this whole elaborate scheme. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that? Um, who's that player years ago? I think played for the Seahawks, but it might have been against the Seahawks. This Patriots Seahawks. And he like worked at a Foot Locker. I don't know anything about football. Do you know what I'm Me talking either. about? Me either. Okay. <laughs> There's a Malcolm in there, but I don't know if, it, if it's the last name, the first name, something. It'll come to me. This happens. Just like the cramps randomly, I'll remember. <laughs> but that's the kind of person who should be going up for that block, to your point, Jordan. It's the guy who's like, I am at Foot Locker. Chris while- Matthews? Mm-hmm. No, I, I Super Bowl 2015, how Seattle's Chris Matthews went from working at Foot Locker to playing okay. in a big game. <laughs> I doubt there's two of them. It's Chris Matthews. <laughs> Foot Locker is actually a breeding ground for NFL players. <laughs> no, literally. There, <laughs> yeah, like... They go there to train. Anyway, that's the kind of person who can jump. Everyone else, yes, do not jump. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about Jordan Liggins's Los Angeles Lakers mm, and their decision-making. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, we'll make this quick. So I have a little... <laughs> I got a little excerpt for this, too, so I'll just read this off. Okay, the Los Angeles Lakers have finalized a trade to acquire Utah Jazz guard Patrick Beverly. That is interesting because that's the first time I've read Utah, Utah Jazz, Jazz guard yeah, in, it wasn't even in his trade announcement. Um, that's not even a cup of coffee. The deal completed Thursday morning sends Lakers guard THT and forward Stanley Johnson to the Jazz. So... Now, like we just mentioned, Patrick Beverly has already been traded once this summer from the Wolves to the Jazz in the Rudy Gobert deal. Um, Obviously did not play a game with the Jazz, but even having been with the Wolves only one year, now I'm slowly starting to think of him as a journeyman in the league, which is interesting because he really did have two super solid stints with teams before that. He's extremely loyal or comes off like a loyal, dedicated to the team kind of guy. So it's just interesting that this is becoming his career trajectory, but maybe he will have found a home in um, the other L.A. team. I I don't know that ma- no one's found a home on the Lakers so far, to be honest. Um, I want to bring up two things before I let you get your feelings out, Jordan, and your thoughts, Alachina. Um, let's not forget the Lakers refused to include THT in trade talks for Kyle Lowry. Like, let's not forget that for one second. They were like, he cannot be included. Um, just a year later, they're trading him for Patrick Beverly. The second thing is four four words that I want to re-enter into the lexicon, which is Pat Bev trick y'all. (laughs) because now he's teammates with Russell Westbrook and this is for once 
Sometimes the NBA can be so predictable, even though we pretend it's not. And we get on Twitter and we're like, the NBA is so crazy. But it's like, yeah, a trade happened and that trade kind of makes sense. You know, whatever. This is actually something where I'm like, wow, I'm surprised. I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm excited about it. Are you excited, Jordan? (laughs) (laughs) You know, when this news came out, I immediately was selfish and thought, I have to root for Patrick Beverly. That is my reality. That is my future. That's what has to happen. Um, And then I thought about what my fiance said when Patrick Beverly was on his stint of now he was this commentator and this knowledgeable person that everybody was going to. He was talking trash on every team. My fiance was like, you know, he, he doesn't have a secure job. He might end up on one of these teams. And look who it is. It is the Los Angeles Lakers. Who he's, what she said in May, that if we had him on the team, then we would go to the conference finals because we don't have a leader. No shade at LeBron, but we don't have a leader. So <laughs> there's so many layers there. Um, there's the fight that's going to happen between Russell Westbrook and him the first day just to get it out. They're just going to have to fight it out one good time. And then hopefully we'll be good from then on. It's um, him saying LeBron is not a leader and that he's going to call him out on the defensive end. The positive side is that we didn't have anyone on the defensive end to really be like, we're going to get a stop right now. Like our defense was, was bad and we know that. So I can see where he can help us. And I can see that, uh, you know, the new Lakers coach is trying to have Westbrook transition into that role as well of like, you be the energizer, you be the, the defender, the lockdown. Just seeing him in a Lakers Jersey makes me a little uneasy. That's all I'm going to say. But hopefully it grows on me. I, I can't believe this is real. I can't believe he's a Laker. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What about you, LaChina? Um, I think the thing that surprised me was that um, I can't imagine wanting to be a teammate with a guy that talks that much trash. You just know that his karma is not good, right? Like we already got <laughs> a lot. <coming. laughs> we already got a lot going on, and there's yeah. some there's some hits coming Pat Bev's way because he has done nothing but tweet about people and get on shows and talk trash all off season. So that was really my initial reaction. Was kind of like l- the Lakers kind of legacy and Pat Bev don't seem like they mix because mm-hmm. to me he's he's kind of like a trash talker that's looking to stir things up and like here's the thing you don't want as a player you don't want to play with that guy that because he's been running his mouth non-stop about the team you're about to play they want to plug you like from end to end for the Mm. entire game. Like they can't wait to railroad you because this guy has been talking so much. Like we have extra motivation every time we play because of him. I don't want that. I don't Mm. want that on my shoulders. And not that that was going to make the Lakers any better or worse or whatever. And I don't know as much about the NBA, quite honestly, but I just don't want that guy on my team. Mm -hmm. Like take that somewhere else. (laughs) 
That's so well, true. And I feel like the Lakers already have that anyway. People always try to do that because it's the Lakers. They right. are always trying to play their best, and now it just adds on it. We're not good enough for people's best every night. We need some nights off where we could actually win. But Pat Bev makes that worse. That's a great point. No <laughs> nights off with Pat Bev because oh. <laughs> folks got a list. They're like, listen, Pat Bev, we got to take him down. Like, And the Lakers got to go with him. Yeah, the Lakers are definitely also bring that out of people. Like, we need to play better if we're playing against the Lakers. We need to play our best. The other person who brings it out of them is Russell Westbrook. Um, But I actually think there's a couple silver linings here. One of the people who really had it out for Russ is Patrick Beverly. (laughs) They were so now you've kind of neutralized one of those aggressors. Um, I also will say that having seen the Lakers multiple times in person last season, once or twice with you, Jordan. Seeing games in person is so much fun, but really so informing because when a team is really humming, I almost feel like you can feel something different than what you see on TV. But it's especially apparent when a team is bad um, because you cannot change the channel. You can't go change into your sweats. You're uncomfortable. You're like, why do I wear these pants? These jeans are too tight. This pretzel doesn't have enough salt on it. You are forced to confront how stinky Mm -hmm. this team is. And the Lakers' defense was so stinky. And I was just shocked. Every time I saw it, we saw them against – the Bucs was probably the worst one that I saw that season. Their inability to challenge – or to hang. Hang isn't even the right word because you would say they can't hang defensively if for a couple seconds they would. But the Lakers were so disorganized in a way where it was almost like they weren't even prepared to fall off. (laughs) They need someone like Patrick Beverly. So I actually think this is good because despite the conversation that Russ initiated when he tweeted that he tricks everybody um, into thinking he's a good defender. The thing that Patrick Beverly has is tenacity and the ability to be incredibly annoying. And those are actually very important in defense. Um, And he also is a girl's girl. Like him and Russ are girl's girls. They are. They haven't been put in the best position in the last couple of years to see it. But like they are people who love people love to be their teammates. Maybe not especially last year with the Lakers. I did, of course, there's some tension with Russ, and I do understand that. But take him out of that particularly pressurized environment and think about through the years. People, his teammates have loved being teammates with him, and it's the same with Patrick Beverly. There are certain place, people who you don't really like until they are on your team. And I think those are both them. Like They, are, they get along with everybody over the arc of their career, I'm not going to say in recent history, I think that it could actually go super well. And the most important thing is that what Patrick Beverly brings is a real tangible improvement on both sides. Now, how is it going to work? I don't. All of those kinds of things and all of the past things that you could color this as a bad decision still because the, why did the Lakers not just include THD in the – it's over. That's over. So looking right now in the future, you have actually got a tangible source on both defense and offense. Patrick Beverly is a is a fine catch and shoot. 
attacker. Like he's he will bring something to them. And where the Lakers kind of mess up every season is that they bring in guys who you're like, but what is it going to do? You know, what are they actually going to bring? That's you true. know what he's going to bring. You actually do. And it's actually something that you want. It's something that the Lakers desperately need. I think this is good. I just think it's also hysterical. Um, they do need <laughs> to fight. No, I've You know, we see this. I watch TV. Men do this. Just go get in your fight and then get over it and be girls' girls. So <laughs> I actually think it's good. Yeah, Jordan, I know a lot of Wolves fans, and they loved having Papev on their team. I think he's one of those players. Uh, you hate him until he's on your team, and then and then you like him. I hope so. Last It'll thing okay. I'll say, the Sparks, it was rough. It was a rough <sighs> year to be yeah. a Sparks fan. I was also at those games where I could not flip the channel or wish that it was better. <laughs> it got really bad to worse. So my Lakers just got to get me something. They got to give me something because the Sparks were, they broke my heart. So um, that's all I hope. If he can get us better than last year or something to cheer about, I guess I'll cheer for him. It's going to be painful, but I, I guess I'll do it. Well, what you hope he does is you hope he's so disruptive on defense that you are playing transition offense the whole game. Then you don't have to sit up in the half court. You don't have to worry about, you know, Russ is not hitting, a, can't hit a shot. You know, Good you're point. now playing a different pace of basketball that could lend in a style that could lend itself to more success for the Lakers on the offensive end. See, Jordan, I'm trying to. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and no, I agree. But... The spark definitely went out. The spark yes. is officially out it's singular dead. it went singular and it went out <laughs> spark is done it's the one spark yeah no but you're so right about the pace thing and that's why i i still even at his worst was like no i think russ could actually turn into a good thing but he just was not his ed- productive energetic self but they do need movement they need energy and um yeah not an over i wouldn't call him an overall leader but when you have a literal hmm, Sorry, Spark. Like, they need that. That's exactly what they need because you want them to be playing transition basketball. You don't want to give the time for them to set up and then realize that after passing it around the perimeter three times, holy shit, it's not going to end in anyone who can shoot. You don't want that. You want transition basketball, and he will help with that. So what we're saying is, to bring it full circle, the Lakers will become the Connecticut Sun. And... Dad Connecticut Sun are pretty wrong. deep in the playoffs right now, so I'll take it. The <laughs> Lakers could be so lucky. That is what Patrick Beverly said. He said, if I was on the Lakers, we'd be in the semis, right? True. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fingers the, crossed. <laughs> the two two quick things I want to add is one, uh this is reminding me of Step Brothers, the movie. They where they they get into the fight over the ketchup whatever. Oh that's yeah, good. my that's my okay. secret sauce. And then okay. they realize that they're you know the same people right and end up end up uh, uh, carrying each other to new heights. So I think it's possible. Okay. We see a you know athletic feature about how Pat Bev and Westbrook actually like have a weekly meal together every every uh, you <laughs> yeah. Know. Um, the second thing is is going in the opposite direction. Is th- this is going to happen there are going to be articles written about how the analytics say that pep Ev should be starting over westbrook that is like 
going to happen. It's going to be like, he shoots better, and their offense goes scores six more points. Oh, no. And how unbelievable of an own would it be if if Batman comes to the Lakers and then starts over Russell Westbrook? That would be so funny. Yeah, that would That's actually be such a good point, Harry. Thank God for Darvin Ham because he actually seems to have like they seem to really like him. Mm-hmm. Russ seems to really like him. Um, I'm glad Frank isn't going through this, uh, but he's that's been gonna through be enough. A, he's been through enough. Yeah, <laughs> just go to Vermont or wherever you go and have mm-hmm. a nice time by the lake slash ocean i don't know geography um yeah that's actually really that probably will happen (laughs) (laughs) wow well and we'll be here only time will tell (laughs) (laughs) fingers crossed i'm hoping for a connecticut sun run and therefore i hope the sun win so that's just a good omen for my future lakers is that because you you is that because you're concerned about Vegas losing to Chicago or you want them to have an easier road? I thought about that. I thought about that. Um, but I think I I think Vegas beats either of them. I have a Vegas Connecticut final though. Oh, that wow. is that is my prediction. Don't know if that will happen, but still, when did you make this prediction? I made it last <laughs> week. Uh, I made oh, okay. a little bracket. It was last okay. week. Uh, okay. I didn't put any numbers behind it, like how many games. But after watching last night, I don't know. They were looking a little I mean, shaky. But Dallas is Dallas is a is a good team. They can be disruptive. I mean, their their defensive statistics are good. Um, you know, I and again, my whole rant is not to take away from Connecticut. I think. We all want to see them play good basketball at this time of the year. That's the that's the thing. Is like, can, can they be the best version of themselves? And yet, in all fairness, they've had some injuries, right? Like some things that have kept them from getting there. But they still have enough. They have enough. They have enough. We're rooting for you. We're rooting for you. And Alyssa We're Thomas scares me. For you. So except she can just yeah. yell at people. Yeah, all this except me. Yeah, she's she's. She's tough. She's tough <laughs> as nails. I wouldn't want to have to put her out of anything to advance because she's going to leave blood on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so. That's the perfect way to end this. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Thomas, leaving blood on the floor. Yeah. Thank you so much, LaChina. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. That was a lot of fun. And thank y'all for, you know, your WNBA support and coverage. We appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Bye. Bye.